You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review with the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nikki take a load off and wash your hands. Cause Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. Don't go outside cause it's gross and icky. Thank gosh it's Friday, everybody, right? Or thank gosh it's whatever day it happens to be today on the day that you are absorbing this episode of Bleak and Review. Quarantine Quickie, number 36 or something, probably. I'm your host, Kevin Anderson. And I have, I think I have just enough mental energy left to do an intro to my show. It's a fun episode, and I'm going to try to keep the intro short because we went a little long in my conversation with my guest because it was so great catching up with him. He's so funny. John Michael Bond is going to be on a little bit later. But first, what's going on in the brain of the host is what everybody's asking out there, right? What's this guy thinking about? What's he got on his mind? Is he going to yell about dumb things on the internet because that's pretty much what every single intro is? We'll see. I guess there's a few things worth yelling about. Um, for those playing along at home, keeping track of my yelling, that same girl from a few episodes ago, my friend's high school ex, who posted about how the virus is going to go away on November 4th, coronavirus, of course, in case you forgot which virus I was talking about, recently uh, jumped on that Netflix is promoting pedophiles and normalizing the idea of kid fucking with this French movie. I can't believe that this is what's happening. And we yell about this a lot in the meat of this episode, so I won't get into it too much. But um, just to lay down my opinions on that real quick and then move along. um, No, it's not. (laughs) It'd be one thing if Netflix, uh, you know, put up a big... uh, advertisement you know on a billboard or something it says netflix thinks you should tr- probably bang kids because that'd be cool however the uh, inclusion of a film that investigates in some ways or examines the over sexualization of children by society i don't think that counts as promoting pedophilia i think that's just what movies are you know how movies aren't all roadmaps to things you should do in your life Was the Wolf of Wall Street promoting cocaine use and rampant money laundering and terrible shady practices? Actually, maybe. But it's also still a movie about stuff that happens in the world. I would only ever acknowledge and respect somebody's opinion that was like, cuties is promoting pedophilia, if that's what they believe about every single movie they see, whether it's fiction or or otherwise. (laughs) They're like, "Uh, yeah, and Disney is promoting the idea that there's robots on other planets or Pixar rather who cares they're also promoting that people should put balloons on their houses and fly through the sky and and it's all these things that they're getting in the heads of our children and they're making people do these things it's fine if you don't like a movie you know you cannot like a movie that's fine usually you have to watch the movie before you cannot like it although That's debatable. There's some times when I think you can, like, 
without having absorbed something, be like, that's definitely not going to be for me. Or I've heard a lot of shitty things about it. And just the vibe I'm getting is, but like, if you're going to decry a film of actively promoting child abuse, you should probably at least know a little bit about what's in the movie and what stance the movie takes. That being said, you know, I'm not going to read J.K. Rowling's new book, Rowling, who gives a shit? <laughs> she can't acknowledge a whole section of the LGBTQ population. I'm not going to get her fucking last name right. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's my crusade. So yeah, I guess I guess you can, but like that's, that's the thing is like there's a difference between, and we talked about this, so I could probably get off the subject in a second. But there's a difference between not liking a movie or not being a fan of a certain style or narrative device, than just being like that sucks because I heard that it's bad from Twitter and I want to be like those people. So Hamilton's bad. Cancel Hamilton. And yes, I'm on, I'm still on the Hamilton shit. I'm still, I'm not really, nobody's talking about Hamilton anymore, but I still was mad when that happened. The only other thing in upsetting internet culture news this week that is fresh on my mind is, uh, I mean, the good thing is that Disney Plus is going to be uh, doing a She-Hulk series, and they announced that Tatiana Maslany is going to be the uh, She-Hulk herself, the titular She-Hulk. And that is not a pun about breasts, but it kind of works. Tatiana Maslany is great. You know her from Orphan Black and other things. Uh, I'm excited to see what she does. But I also was reminded of how toxic everybody in the goddamn world is. We're literally like, I don't know if, you, I mean, I don't know where you can find it. Just Google like shitty people and then Marvel and you'll find this. But like so many people were like, freaking out about the announcing like the announcement that she-hulk was going to be a series they're like wow the liberal leftist fucking feminist hollywood forcing gender equality on us again it's like she-hulk has been an established property for a long time you can't claim to be a fan of a thing and then devastated when they just do the thing they've been doing it's like if it's like if i was really mad that they had lightsabers in the new star wars it's like wait Wait, oh, so now they just have laser swords? What does this fucking franchise even become? It's like, no, that's that's established. That's established canonically that that's a thing. You are trying to claim ownership of a fandom you have no knowledge. I don't even fucking read comic books. And I know I've known about She-Hulk for like 15 years. I believe she was a character in uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, which is maybe my first introduction. But probably not, because I'm generally kind of aware of things that happen in the world. Like, you can't claim to be a fan of a thing and then lose your mind and try to retcon like something that's been established in their canon forever as being part of the liberal propaganda machine of Hollywood. It's so fucking stupid. And it's not like one or two people. It was a lot of people. I think it was like on an Instagram comment thread. And yeah, maybe some of them are trolling, which, you know, isn't better. But it's very, very upsetting that we have this many unhinged misogynists just fucking out there with access to fucking Wi-Fi <laughs> and just spouting nonsense because they're just angry and confused and stupid. Well, you gotta have She-Hulk. How come there's no He-Hulk, huh? That's Hulk. You know, you know how <laughs> Hulk is the one that you know because it's the man and uh, you're really mad that there's She-Hulk now, quote-unquote. 
It's not, I'm not sexist. I just don't understand why we have to cater to the feminists. Why do we have, I'm not sexist. I just don't understand why we have to help women and, and have them be represented. Why do we have to do that? That's not sexist. I just like things the way they were, you know? I'll go jump in a lake, you old hypothetical douchebags. Um, <laughs> speaking of jumping in a lake, I certainly would like to do that because it's very hot uh, in Los Angeles today. But this episode is also going to be very hot. Hot fire indeed. Uh, coming up here, hey, maybe there's an ad. We'll find out. I'm sure it was funny. Um, but after that, like I said before, I'll be talking to friend of the show, comedian John Michael Bond. He's great. He's hilarious. Uh we go. We had a very high energy riff session, but we got into some stuff that makes us very angry too, and I think you'll enjoy it. So, without further ado, we will go to a quick break and be back with more Oblique and Review with John Michael Bond after this. Hey, hey, um... I'm I'm Guy Confidence, and I'm here to tell you about uh, Guy Confidence's Confident Guy classes. Um, uh, it's a we do so it's a workshop. Um, you probably don't. I mean, maybe you need it. I, I it's um, you know, it's so people can learn to be uh, a confident guy like uh, like like me. <laughs> that um, sounds dumb, but you know, I mean, it, it um. It, it works, you know. I um, um, um here's a here's a here's a testimonial from um, a, a guy confidence alumni. Um, I t- I took the. Uh, I don't want to do it. Uh, thanks, uh, Rob. Rob's uh, probably um, uh, my biggest success. Uh, it's it's it, um. Uh, um, you, you, you don't have to take them. Guy, guy, confidence is confident guy classes will make you a big strong boy. Babadook, boom! There it is, Babadook. Babadook, Babadook. Bob, hey, Babadook, over here. Has oh, someone done that yet? Has someone done I that? Just, just took a Babadook in there. My kids are crying. All right. <laughs> hey, there's some real, there's some real unresolved family problems in the toilet right now. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, it's so stupid. Someone lost a dad this week. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, you can't use that. The thing I just said. Did we start? When have we started? Uh, oh, I mean, I've record. I started recording. I can cut that out. Oh, I know. I just, I saw that. I was just like, if we're doing the intro, I don't know if I'm allowed to like talk about the details of it. I was literally just like, what? What's up? And I was like, oh fuck. Are we? I'll recording? probably have it. I'll probably have it come in hot <laughs> with the Baba Duke riff, and then, and then a big, a long bleep, and then, and then this conversation. Yeah. Uh, oh shit. Okay. I, I, you gotta tell me when we're starting, man. I, I'm just a normal oh. idiot. <laughs> no, it'll be, it'll be very easy for me to edit. Don't worry. Um, I'll right. take that out. I'll make sure that's, that's not in there. Man, I, I haven't was, uh, edited my own sound using a waveform in a hot minute. Oh, really? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's fun. That's all I that's all I've done in quarantine. Everyone's like, 
doing Zoom shows or like writing scripts. I've literally just been recording tons and tons of audio content. So I'm very obsessed with my own can, voice as it pertains to waveforms. Can you hear the uh, air conditioner in the background of my room? I cannot. Okay, cool. I just didn't want to do that that dick. Oh, no worries. And I can noise cancel regardless, even if it does pop up. Uh, I, All right, cool. I've got, I'm kind of an audacity whiz now that I'm left to my own devices and inside my house all the time. Oh, yeah? You, now that you're recording <laughs> secret black metal albums every day? Become, uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely mix down my black metal albums in audacity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what about that's that the place to do it. <laughs> that's the number one place you want to mix it down because the sound sounds uh, very spooky in audacity oh yeah absolutely i mean if satan were to uh he would satan wouldn't use pro tools we know that absolutely uh, not but in this cold open here one thing that i was because i was texted you earlier and i was like like oh i gotta work a little bit so give me a second and like it was one of those things of i work from home and i know you've worked from home forever basically and you know this oh, very yeah. well i'm sure uh Man, that's that's something that uh, I'm still not used to is just everywhere. Every time I'm awake or around, it's just technically in my workspace. And like I transition very jarringly from work brain to like, now I'm going to do a podcast. Oh, dude, it is. Especially when you like never leave. Like the problem with working from home is that you like live in your office. Uh, it's a very it's like a dystopian Japanese novel. Uh, right. And. It is because you have complete and total access to pornography, but you're still lonely <laughs> and broken. Uh, so it's weird to jump between like the places you create art and like a job, like going from like uh, your day job to like a, an open mic or your day job to like a podcast. But when you just like roll out of bed, walk three feet to the office and then like stretch after work and be like, fucking God, I'm so excited to go do the thing that fills my heart. Right. I'm going to move three feet to the right now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah and then like the, all the people like that everyone who i've ever talked to about this always says the same thing and they're right but they're like oh no you want to like make sure you get up like a half hour early like stretch go like do something that it would take for you to commute to work like that amount of time and then shower and then go to your thing i'm like i have i wake up five minutes after i'm supposed to work every time like i have never been able okay. to like structure that shit you know i'm i'm very much in the same boat uh, I have been – I've had people, not to toot my own horn, say that they uh, are jealous of my career because I've been – I've gotten to write from home for like 10 years. Right. And uh, this, the secret of it is dumb luck. I have never responsibly done anything at all. <laughs> right. right. I, every Zoom meeting, I wake up 10 minutes. But like I, 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 I wake up 10 minutes before the Zoom meeting and that is just so I have enough time to cough and not sound still asleep <laughs> yeah you have to like get like get the the you like scream a little bit and just like get your vocal cords working so your first words on a zoom call don't sound like you're gargling ass <laughs> well and, uh, you have to like you've got to cross train really for like that's like i'm i'm old hat at being an irresponsible piece of shit working from home all of my friends you're you got, like people are new to like having meetings from home and you have to be like you have to be mature you have to know to hit mute when you hit your bong you know like you have to yeah, yeah. you have to make sure you're not cutting the line too hard I mean, people can the, the tap of a razor blade sounds very distinct on a mirror uh, <laughs> wait you've heard people chopping up cocaine on zoom meetings yeah i heard other people doing it and uh <laughs> No, I, I, I'm working from home. It's just a fucking all day bender now. That's you, you wake oh, no. up, you have a a shot. I'm just I, I don't know, man. I'm, no, no, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm obviously not. kidding. I I don't I want to I don't want to promote substance abuse. <laughs> I don't start drinking at like 10 a.m. I'm a I'm an 11 o'clock boy. Yeah, um, yeah. I, you, 
you get close to that PM, you're okay. My rule is if Joe Rogan hasn't taken mushrooms yet, I'm not doing liquor. <laughs> I was about to say, like, don't even you don't even have to like like count like the, the all day bender quarantine thing. Like I've taken acid so many times in quarantine. Like I know. You too? Oh yeah, absolutely. My neighbors like has it just all the time. <laughs> okay, first off, believe that. And uh... <laughs> I know I've mentioned it so many times on the podcast. Okay. Nobody knows the, uh... my address. It's fine. <laughs> uh, they'll find you if you if they know where the plug is, though. The, oh, uh... Man, yeah, I, I at first was like, I don't know if quarantine is the time to do psychedelics, but I, uh, after the first time, I was like, oh no, this is this is the perfect time totally. to do psychedelics. You're yeah, never like, gonna have more free time for yourself than yeah. right now. Whenever you drop acid, you're supposed to allow yourself about eight hours to have the trip. And then the next day, you're probably going to want to clear your schedule just because you might not feel the best. And it's like, oh, so like around the clock, acid's thumbs up then. <laughs> Oh man, I I haven't even had like I've been very lucky in that the the acid I've come in contact with during quarantine has been like super pure hippie like you 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 take a drop of it and all of a sudden you're like actually the Grateful Dead was a great band uh, like really <laughs> high high end high if you've never heard someone guitar noodling and been like man I should call my dad do this acid it's fantastic. <laughs> It's uh, it plays uh, "Devil Is a Friend of Mine" like four or five times every time you you take it. It's fantastic. You understand fish, and then you go to a grave. Uh, okay, <laughs> uh, grave. <laughs> there's there's no amount of acid that will make me understand fish. Really, fish. fish? Okay, so let's get. I, 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 and I'll be vulnerable on the pod. Uh, oh, I hope so. John Michael Bond, who is here I, on Bleak and Review, of course. Boom, segue. Got it. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Why not get vulnerable on a podcast that started before I knew it was started? The, uh, <laughs> I'm trying you into making content about your feelings. <laughs> a, few, a few years ago, I uh, I went to see The Grateful Dead with a great comic named Dave Waite, and uh, I did a little bit of acid. And my whole goal it wasn't even The Grateful Dead; it was Dead in Company, which is oh sure, Grateful Dead except uh, uh, the 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 big. The fucking what's the name of the dude from the Grateful Dead? Jerry Garcia. Jerry Garcia. Uh, sorry, he was. <laughs> I know dead, you were asking Emily, but I had yeah. to answer. <laughs> yeah, Jerry. Jerry Garcia died a long time ago from having too big of a dick, and uh, <laughs> it was terrible. It killed his heart, and he died. And they were like, "What are we gonna do?" And what they did is they replaced him with John Mayer. Yeah. Oof. Oh, an, uh, an amazing guitar player, and I'm not a girl over the age of twenty, so he, he's not going after me. Uh, <laughs> I, I, man, God, the rumors I've heard about John Mayer. But regardless, uh, he's I went, like was, the white. He's like the white Drake, right? <laughs> uh, I don't think he has a kid. He doesn't like participate with. Oh, okay. So he's only half Drake, and then uh, he does like the the creepy underage stuff that, uh, that I feel Drake like does. He's kind of like the white Drake in that I have met. Uh, he, he's like the race reversed Drake because like I always meet white people who are like no Drake's like the greatest rapper of all time but I've also met a lot of black people who ride or die for John Mayer uh, and Shit, it's, I, I mean, feel like we're if, not a if monolith <laughs> if, if he's if the, the mirror image is anywhere it's that I've met like a lot of like 
preppy black guys who are super into John Mayer. Like, they're just, like, super fucking into John Mayer. And I don't know if that's racist that I noticed that, but also they're the only people I've ever met who like John Mayer outside of John Mayer fans. So, yeah, like, I mean, it's like uh, it's like when I first started noticing that a lot of black people like anime when I worked for Hulu, like a lot of people who called in uh, who yeah. were black were like One Punch Man all up in their queue. Like they, I, I could see what they were watching. <laughs> but, even, but even then, like it's it's so specifically like I it it's it usually is just like. I've only met black men who like John Mayer. I've never met black women who like John Mayer and I'm, they exist. I know they're not, it's not a monolithic, uh, <laughs> but it's very interesting to me that like, all right, please cut this entire portion out. But regardless, <laughs> I will say that every black person likes Paramore. That's the thing that I can say that's racist, but not on, not on, not untrue. I just I've think any right us. person, like, like right, correct person likes Paramore. I think there that... is a right wing version of Paramore out there. So <laughs> <laughs> all the, all, all conservatives it's, love, I don't even know what, I mean, Paramore is a uh, conservative word. It's, it's called uh, going to prom by yourself. Instead of, Paramore. I don't know. <laughs> instead of misery business, <laughs> they, they just call it the healthcare system. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Can he podcast without warming up? Let's find out. <laughs> The, uh, so yeah, I went and saw went and saw the Grateful Dead with John Mayer, and uh, I wasn't on board until uh, the two hits of acid I took kicked in. Oh sure. And then what I found out is uh, Uncle John's band is they they rock, you know, uh, they're, sure. they're fantastic. They there's some good uh, guitar playing. The drumming is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but what really sold it for me is like an hour and a half into the show that lasts until God comes back, uh, the lights <laughs> came down and like the whole. Dodgers Stadium is like flooded with blacklight. It felt like again a lot of acid, and they sure. did like a a nine minute like space drum jam thing. <laughs> I'm just sitting there going like, all right, maybe John Mayer is like the rhythmic truth I've always been looking for. <laughs> like, it was oh man, and then I I got home and listened to Your Body Is a Wonderland. It wasn't true. That was the night I've had my first police helicopter on LSD. That uh, that was a, that's a big <laughs> night. That's a big night. I left the show and uh, went into the the parking lot where all the hippies were selling their wares. Oh, sure. And I, lost, I lost my friends immediately and I, I found a beer and negotiated it. And I thought I was doing very well. And then an <laughs> angel came down from the sky, <laughs> like the brightest light I've ever seen. And the angel said, this is the LAPD. Please disperse. We will be sitting in <laughs> the cops in five minutes or whatever. They were like, just this is, get out. <laughs> this is the LAPD. The bad trip you're having is real. The bad trip you're having oh, is real. I'm, I'm super upset that the first time I was aware that I might be seeing a UFO, it ended up being a narc. Oh, like, God. I'm just like, oh man, God's here to harsh my mellow. This is Wait, the worst. It, it was it was a UFO, but it was a uniformed fucking officer. <laughs> was, yes, uniformed fucking officer. <laughs> Did you hear about that shit? There was like a UFO yesterday or something. I didn't yeah, really. It was the Goodyear blimp. <laughs> is that what it was? I just best story I just, in the world. I Everyone in New Jersey. Oh yeah, it was it was in Jersey. A bunch of uh, pe- people were like pulling off on the freeway. And like taking videos on their phone, they were just like, "Oh man, you see that thing that looks like a wrapped hoagie? I bet that's, I bet that's the UFO." It's just the Goodyear blimp. It was blue. Here's how you know it's not a UFO. It's fucking blue. <laughs> what I would love if it was a UFO, people would be like, "Man, it's aliens, and they're being sarcastic about 2020. <laughs> it's not a good year at all. It's a terrible year." God, I I would love if when aliens finally show up, it's like. The hillbilly aliens who have bumper stickers on their oh, like, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, 
they're gonna you come through like, they're gonna come through and they're gonna like deny like they're gonna have the, they're not gonna believe in the science to get home so they're gonna be stuck here you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm just waiting to give a, a blowjob to an alien for a ride to the next star i think <laughs> Honestly, like if if aliens do exist, which I, you know, I'm pretty sure they do. And if they are capitalist and uh, or like, you know, opportunist, at the very least, they will start monetizing, getting us the fuck off this planet. Like they'll oh. just uh, they'll Uber the fuck out of that shit. Honestly, I think one of the most dangerous aspects of capitalism, like leeching into everything from mm. like just like down to video game microtransactions Ooh. is like we yeah. are teaching every alien culture to, that comes here to nickel and dime us to death. Oh, like, and we'll if, do it. And they're just be like, oh, yes, what we do is we come and we take all of their water and then we'll just, I don't know, make them be slaves for it. Like, it is... <laughs> They already bad. they already sell each other the water that they just have. They sell it in bottles. There's whole stores that are I mean, just you, water. You can't take our, our water, like, but this recording we have of the CEO of Nestle says water is not a human right. Like I'm I'm positive that the aliens are like recording everything that we do and they've just got like a soundboard of fuck you quotes. Oh, right? absolutely. They have a soundboard of just like like the Papa John's fucking board meeting and like just all the top <laughs> all the top tier fucking corporate evil is like their fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger prank call soundboard. I, I do believe they use their they've used their computer technology though to uh use the quotes and transfer them to Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice. So it's just him being like, <laughs> Water is not a human right. Ah, like <laughs> Yes, I think we knew be, about the virus in advance. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we would be much more willing to be subjugated by a man that we can trust and know has fought the future before. I mean, we've elected Arnold Schwarzenegger to public office. Absolutely. We've done it. <laughs> and then he became like this. My, my favorite fact about Arnold Schwarzenegger is uh, he's very active on Reddit. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. I kind of stopped using Reddit so much, but I've been hearing I've heard titterings. Well, I, I haven't been to an open mic in six months, so I still have to get my <laughs> taste of like angry men and white supremacy. So I still like stop by Reddit pretty regularly. But apparently so does Arnold Schwarzenegger. And if anyone is just like, hey, I carved this pipe that looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger, he'll like pop in and be like, I would like to buy that pipe from you. So like, <laughs> I, I like that he's not on Twitter searching his own name. He's like, no, 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 no. I know exactly who would be happy to talk to me. <laughs> yeah he's he's kind of trying to become the people's champ uh in a, like a keanu reeves fashion but he might be asking for it he might be <laughs> wanting it the, the people's champ and a keanu, Re keanu, keanu reeves, reeves is the people's fashion? champ he's the people's champ Everyone, I thought The Rock was the people's champ. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, not his persona. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, you know what? He's the internet's boyfriend. That's what it is. I forgot. And that's what. I, that's the phrasing. I thought Keanu was just the last good man. That's that's what I have always referred to. He's like, he's the dude I would want to be if I could go back and be decent. Oh, uh, I would want to be Keanu. Because, like, I, fucking made amazing movies. He's done incredible things to charity. He had a tragic loss of the love of his life, so he never has to date again. Like, yeah. he has everything that you could ever aspire to i went through like a at least like 50 post long thread of just stories of people like sharing things of like oh the one time i met keanu on set he'd like you know saved my dog's life or whatever just uh, over and <laughs> over and i was like we don't deserve him america he doesn't bought, deserve him he bought like crazy motorcycles for all of the stunt people on john wick three it's as like beautiful. a Hey guys, we did this motorcycle stunt fight together and I'm rich and I don't have a lot of bills. Here's some motorcycle. Like, 
Yeah, what Loki. Dude. <laughs> Loki's like donated like more than fifty percent of all of his money to charity, and he's just never told anyone about it until someone found out about it and like reported it. Like it's really crazy. I I like the Keanu Reeves in my head is the Keanu Reeves I find out about in real life. That being said, we are one hundred percent going to find out that Keanu Reeves was the Golden State Killer when he's dead. And his <laughs> no. estate is finally gone through. No, this is the one thing I need. This is all I have. <laughs> all no, I it's going to be. It's going to be terrible. It's going to ruin that book. And no, okay, never mind. <laughs> Delete that. Huh? <laughs> We're going to find that out. We're going to find out that Oscar Isaac directed Cuties. It's going to ruin everything. Oh, man. That, I'm so mad about that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm recording this out of order. I'm sure I yelled about it in the intro already, but we could definitely get into it oh, more man. if you want because it's fucking infuriating. I'm so. I'm just mad at. Like, I'm mad at QAnon. I'm always mad at QAnon, but like. Yeah. Fucking Netflix. All you had to, I just, this is a, like one of the reasons you need to have like, God, I hate what I'm about to say, but like <laughs> one of the reasons you have to have people who like, like movies do promotion for them <laughs> is like, you know, you don't make a porn poster for cuties like they did. No. You don't make like the, the fucking Beyonce, like missed in the girls fucking shot for cute. Cause it's a, it's a, if you've seen it, like it's a, it's oh, a no. good movie. It's a I have I know, and then the promotional artwork that you're talking about makes it look like it's Spring Breakers Junior. Uh, yeah, <laughs> with like Spring Breakers, a similar argument could be made for sure. Like oh, the I think it's gross, but like but yeah. Cuties, like that that fucking thing is like that's what got everyone riled up, and like absolutely Netflix fucked well, that up. But like, it's about like an immigrant's perspective on like the sexual promiscuity or the the, the sexual liberalism of France. Which right. is like, and then for Americans to be like, what they're trying to do is, this is what Q was talking about. It's like, no, man, like, fuck, fuck they're, off. Dude. They're normalizing kid sex, but uh, there's no way. Well, and then they'll go off and then, like, you know, defend an actual pedophile. And it's also like, it's disturbing. And, like, it's supposed to be disturbing. But right. if they hadn't make a big fucking deal about it, they because of QAnon and these fucking jackasses, every single pedophile in the world is like, oh, good. Now I know what my safe movie is. But, like, like it's just... <laughs> And then before it was a small indie film that wouldn't have been seen by a shit. Nobody would have. Nobody would have saw it if there, if there wasn't like Ted Cruz coming to the bat for like, hey, uh, Ted Cruz here, noted film critic Ted Cruz, and I'm here to t- tell you today that uh, that this is child pornography. And then everyone was like, well, I gotta watch that, which yeah. is even more fucked up. And I, and I want to be clear, like, there's a lot of people out there who are like, well, how do you know? Because and I I was when I was a kid. There was a lifeguard in my neighborhood who tried to molest me, and he failed. But he did show me child porn. Uh, when waka I was, waka. <laughs> when I was, when I was 10, uh, a monster showed it to me and you know what cuties is not that <laughs> like, let, me, let me, let me do it because you didn't have to. I, I, I've gone to the, I've gone to basket Robbins. I've tried all 31 flavors. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me that's not the one. It's no. not the same fucking thing. And you do a disservice to actual victims. When you say that it is, and, well, uh, I don't know. That is a fair point, John. That's a very <laughs> fair point. But my counter would be: I saw a guy named Ganja sixty nine on Reddit say that it was porn. So kind of fuck you and your experience. <laughs> I always, I always love that it's a guy with like mids who can't eat pussy with a name like Ganja sixty nine. You know, like <laughs> another that's, one. That's, that's the uh, <laughs> that's the uh, hillbilly Tennessee version of you're just a virgin who can't drive. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you got mids and you can't eat pussy <laughs> hey 
Uh, the other the fucked up thing about cuties that I uh, I saw uh, in my social media spheres recently was like a very good point, which is like, okay, sure, if if your argument is like this is sexualizing children in a way that's not uh, what they should be at that age, and and we uh, I think everybody agrees that sure. that's weird and stuff, but then it's like Dance Moms has been on for ten years. <laughs> well, well, the difference is Dance Moms went out of its way to never make a statement. Uh, <laughs> sure, that's of the course. Thing. The, the difference between cuties and dance moms is cuties lets you know the entire time that it's not okay. Every time the right. girls dance in public, people are like, what the fuck is this? This is not appropriate. Oh my, like it's a point of the film. Whereas dance moms, you really get to like see the nitty gritty. And by nitty gritty, I mean weird suburban dads who go to look at dance pageants. Yeah, under <laughs> bright studio <laughs> lights. And yeah. yeah, it's very unsettling. We're just like, oh, like it, if you you shouldn't have extensions before the age of ten unless they came out of a box Disney produced, you know. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they try to do the the child beauty pageant and like everyone at every turn is trying to like, like we have to make sure that this doesn't attract pedophiles. It's, <laughs> <And> it's, <laughs> I mean, it's it's real like it, I don't know for, like for me it's it's weird because like you know when I was a kid and I, I like I was very almost like one of the kids that we're talking about like these victims and like it it's very personal for me that like we don't we don't like uh diminish what actual victims like go through and right. in response to that the right wing has been like what if we derailed hundreds of actual missing children cases to talk about how hollywood drinks the blood of children Right, right, yeah. The whole the hashtag save our children, the hashtag save our children thing. Like, oh, it's only I don't see it often because I've cultivated a, a a decent social media sphere at this point. But sometimes, you know, one of my friends' high school ex girlfriends will pop up <laughs> in my Facebook feed and oh, have no. some of that shit, and I'm just like, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. You guys are actually contributing more heavily to <laughs> the the, the uh, sweeping under the rug of actual sex trafficking okay. and shit. QAnon is the new Lululemon. Every yep. fucking multi-level marketing girl who never left high school in her heart <laughs> is no. It's it's like the new it's the new like essential oils or candles or leggings. Except now you're selling a lie that actually keeps children from being rescued. Good. Yeah. Like, did you see that meme about the? the they were like, they found like forty kids in a in a a, a, a trailer in Georgia. They were right. going to be like human trap. No, they didn't. Over the course of that operation, they found 40 kids. Of those 40 kids, none of them were being human trafficked. They were reporting missing children. And I'm not saying that there aren't trafficked children in Atlanta. Atlanta is a port city, and it is a place where more drugs, people, and weapons travel to illicit places than anywhere else in America except maybe Miami. But, like, that's not what fucking happened. Right. And everyone's like, oh, no, we have to... You, you, you know why you're not hearing about it. You know why you're not hearing about it because the media, who hates to cover stories about missing children, <laughs> typically classically is ignoring classically. it. Never Elizabeth Smart. I don't even know what. <laughs> I mean, never well, heard Elizabeth, of it. Elizabeth Smart, to her credit, was a very well named child. Like if you're talking about like, <laughs> oh, Lazarus Jones, no one's gonna care. Lazarus Jones is missing, but Elizabeth Smart—that's like the kind of name that a suburban mom could be like. That could be my missing girl. Oh, and it, and it, I mean, it immediately uh, all every lazy uh, headline like uh, monologue joke writer. It was like Elizabeth Smart sounded like she was pretty dumb because she got caught. Oh, uh, fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm incredibly disappointed that we don't get to have like youtube archives of every just like 
hideously dark joke that like Jay Leno said and everyone laughed at in passing without like thinking about. Oh, for sure. Because like for ten, for thirty years, the just like the most horrible news story was the thing you like you made fun of. And like if I watched a supercut of Monica Lewinsky jokes the other day, Ooh. and you're just like. It is it. I don't ever get. I, I will never hear a boomer talk about like morality <laughs> ever again. Which is like, oh man, the things that you guys say on stage. And I'm like, I remember every single night that I got to stay up and watch Jay Leno. You guys laughed at a woman being sexually abused at work, and, <laughs> and, and then like, being dragged publicly uh, nationwide. <laughs> yeah, just ripped to shreds. For, and then God, and that, and then what was her reward? Having a great Twitter presence 15 years later. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's why all these women are like, you know, that's why they're all trying to cancel all these these big Hollywood actors, because that's the payoff. Yeah, that's the payoff right. is that 15 years later, you'll be good on Twitter. Yeah, well, <laughs> all these I ambulance mean, chasers. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> no, that's that, that's the reason that women lie about assault. So that in a few years they can have a platform on a media. That, that's <laughs> it. This goes back to Shakespeare. I don't know if you know, like. <laughs> well, that was back when it was a bunch of boys with no testicles that were calling out men. But yeah, it was, it was a guy. They were just, he was just lying so that he could be Ophelia. Um, <laughs> I, God, I just, I'm, I don't know. It's weird. Castrata like, Lewinsky. <laughs> God damn it. That might be the episode title. Uh, oh, writing, man. writing down Castrata Lewinsky. Oh, <laughs> oh, uh, going... Sometimes, sometimes a pun's so bad that you just feel it in your bones. <laughs> You're just like, is someone draining marrow? No, Kevin's making puns. Hey, uh, this, is, this is one of the things I have left. This is something they can't take from me. I want to go back though to uh, (laughs) you're just you're standing in front of a firing squad, desperately trying to come up with one last pun. (laughs) Like I haven't seen this many barrels since Donkey Kong. Dead. (laughs) Oh Christ! I want to go back though because you touched on. We were talking about uh, the cuties thing and the people like who clearly haven't seen the movie, just see the headline, want to share the thing because they're like, oh, this is crimes. This is child porn. Pornography. Uh, it's a thing that really makes me mad when um, I don't mind when people don't like a piece of art. If it's like, I, this wasn't for me, I didn't enjoy it. That I never care about that. But when somebody fundamentally doesn't understand slash hasn't seen thing, and then they just have like, like a very supposed eloquent opinion on the thing. And they're like, no, actually I read enough tweets that I know what this is all about. And I, I won't change. <laughs> that really annoys me. I don't know. Yeah, how... it's, I, I, Here's the thing. The problem, the problem, it's almost like QAnon. Like it's, it's not, got it. I hate saying fun, but it's fun to talk about dark conspiracy. You know, sure. like I, when, when I was a little kid and my dad explained the possibility that the CIA or the mafia might have shot John F. Kennedy. I was right. like, wait, you can shoot a president. Right. And then, and everyone for the last, like what, fucking 50 years has heard you can shoot a president. We never do it. Anymore. Oh, I'm just kidding. But uh, when, when I was a kid and I heard <laughs> uh, about JFK, like I was just like, oh my God, like the idea that you could, you can like murder the president and they, they got away. There, there's something like, it, there's something very seductive about dark truth that you think is true, but the darker the truth, the less likely you are to do any fucking research about it. And right. that's one of the reasons QAnon so like powerful is a, you can't back up anything so it's impossible to refute it because people are like well show me how it's wrong like i can't i can't show you that dinosaurs weren't made of jello jello wasn't invented yet like (laughs) but with this like the pedophile shit they take a thing that everyone rightfully hates pedophiles 
And another thing everyone rightfully hates, child exploitation. And then you go, hey, this is what the dark secret is. And like, there is a ton of child exploitation and there's definitely, definitely like Bill Clinton on Epstein islands and shit like that. But oh, the yeah. vast majority of children who are trafficked are like trafficked either by family members or right. they're sexually assaulted by family members and like local community action and like nonprofit work and government social workers. That's what actually keeps kids from being hurt in the long run. Not you doing a really good bumper sticker drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, like the way they, they, they describe it is like, they feed you the, the thing of, like you said, the, the inflammatory language of like, this is promoting child pornography. Plus guess what, America It's made by a French immigrant. And then you're like, well, it has to be like, then it's like, that's the buzzword that they need to just go off. Cause like, again, the dance moms thing is like, no, nah, man, my daughter's going to be on that show one day. It's fine. Like, it's cool. But when it's a French immigrant, she's probably a well, sick fuck. Well, they don't. I mean, part of it is just like a lot of these parents don't think about the way that they sexualize their own children. And oh, just, no. Like every every I've met so many like QAnon right wing people who like are like you take them and they hang out with kids. And the first thing that they say is like, "Ooh, look, it's someone's boyfriend. Look, it's someone's girl. And it's just like they're three. Yeah. Yeah, that's they're not good. Not, as as someone who married far too young, stop <laughs> trying to put people in long term relationships at three. Yeah, don't stop shipping your infants. <laughs> you know, like you know, you say what say what you will about about the devil, but the devil has never been like, yeah, get married, never. Like that's that is conservative Christians. That is only yeah. I just Jesus. It, but it's like the, you you're already trying to force your idea of romance and like adulthood on your kids. Yeah, like they're 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 like saying don't uh like kids shouldn't be like like we shouldn't have <laughs> art that that shows kids like this. But also in my state, uh, my my daughter can get married off at fourteen as long as I sign a piece of paper. It's like okay, uh, that's yeah. her, that's not well, good. <laughs> it's and I want to be clear, like it is it's a super uncomfortable movie. It's a very uncomfortable. Movie. Oh, I'm it's, sure it is intentionally uncomfortable, but also like there should be a space for uncomfortable art and for like it it. It's like there there are definitely moments where it goes too far for like me, but also I have very American sensibilities. And if you watch French movies, it's like, yeah, it's not actually that off for French (laughs) movies. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, like you've seen, like, I don't know, like, fucking, like, I, when I was in my, you know, I got to watch all the heaviest art phase in college, so I was, like, watching, oh, like, yeah. Todd Solon's movies and fucking, you know, like, Happiness and, oh, and what, dude, like, I, yeah. I showed Happiness to my wife, Emily, and uh, I have never in my life become aware I was a fight, I was in a fight two hours after the fight started, <laughs> but that fight started the second I put on happiness. Oh no! Have, you have you have never seen a person hate a movie more than she hated every single second of happiness. And I'm sitting next to her, giggling and just being like, "Oh, she's gonna love this." And then when it was over, I turned. I was like, "What'd you think about that?" She's like, "Never fucking show me that again." I was like, "Okay, that's fine." She's like, I need a minute. I Welcome like to the dollhouse is next, then, right? <laughs> yeah. No, it's. I mean. There are, there are pieces of art that have a right to exist, and sometimes you will show them to people, and they will go, what the fuck is wrong with you for right. liking that? Like, yeah, and like, like, that's, and that's fair and in good. a way, too, because, like, I, so, like, I brought up Spring Breakers earlier. It, I don't, like, I think. It's not to be a tryhard. Yeah, I, I think, 
I think I think Spring Breakers is a gross movie, but not like because it's promoting weird values. I think it's a gross movie because I don't like the way Harmony Korine sh- shoots movies. And he's just like, I'm going to show America what it's all about by looking at asses of women that I think are hot. Like like that kind of vibe. I love I, his movies a lot, but yeah. I love his movies because they feel like bad acid trips. Exactly. Just That's like, that, yeah. that heightened sense of reality where you're trying to get along with everyone around you, but sure. everyone around you sucks. Um, <laughs> That that's what I've like always loved. But also like I saw kids when I was like too young. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, I mean so that any like like that could be so many ages, but kids, yeah, anytime below like fifteen probably. I was I saw kids when I was thirty one years old. And I was still <laughs> far too young to see kids. Uh, I've never I, seen kids and I'm too young to have seen kids. <laughs> but that's the, like I there should be difficult and upsetting art. It's I totally just, agree. It's I don't know, man. It's it, it is such a weird place where, like, I, I sometimes wonder, like, okay, is it worth it for art ex- to exist if there's, like, an evil person who will enjoy it a certain way? But I'm also, I, I, I will always, as long as you are not creating... That's the thing. Something evil. That's the thing. Is that is that that's the thing though. These people act like Netflix putting that movie out is creating new pedophiles where once there weren't pedophiles before. Like like someone who's gone like let's say thirty years of their life without wanting to fuck a child ever, and then they watch this movie and go, you know what? Now that I've seen this what? dark and strange and haunting take on. Uh, uh, over-sexualized youth. I think I might get into fucking children. That might be my that might be yeah. my quarter life crisis. That's the. I mean, and the, here's, I, but I also like. I I understand the moralistic side of being like, is it where if you could stop one person who had never had that thought for before from seeing a thing sure. that makes them have that thought, and I'm like, you know what? That's an important question. I think like films like kids are cutie. I think that those movies need to have like resources at the end of them. I think streaming services in general should have uh, a greater sense of like uh, community responsibility to a certain degree. I like, I I don't think that any movie that has a rape scene should not have a warning at the beginning of it. Oh, hundred percent. If people, half my friends on my Facebook feed put content warnings at the beginning of their posts, but you can go into like a Lars von Trier movie and just be like, Oh, okay. That's happening now. Cool. Didn't, didn't know that was going to happen. I mean, I should have known because it's Lars von Trier, but uh, here I am. Like, I, give me, I, give me a resource at the end of it. Have a fucking thing pop up that's just like talks about child exploitation. Talks about yeah, like there's there's so many different ways that you can do content warnings sure. or provide uh, people. Like, I I just think that there are ways to responsibly do this, and that we don't do that because we're in a capitalistic society that's designed to put things out to produce money, but not care about like the wake of what happens after you put that out. Oh yeah, no, it is. It is the afterthought at best. It's like a, it's like a, it's like oh, we'll pull this from our streaming service if enough people eventually complain or have issues with it, but we're not gonna give a shit on the onset. Yeah, I, I mean, it's. I, I think that you know, like, there's obviously a line that you have to draw with art sometimes. Like, uh, I thought it was wrong when I bought Marilyn Manson mechanical animals in high school that they gave me a <laughs> shotgun and a, uh, a trench coat when I bought the album. I Wait, thought that was a little. <laughs> What? I thought that they were going too far. I thought it was a horrible album promotion. Uh, but again, you have to think about where America was when Mechanical Animals came out. You know, <laughs> I can't tell. I honestly can't tell if you're doing a bit. Wait, they <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, FYE, if you went to go buy Mechanical Animals by Marilyn Manson the first week it came out, would give you a sawed-off shotgun and a duster 
black black duster uh along with the album wait uh, like a working shotgun yeah, like a working shot. I mean, you had uh, you had to put your own bullets in. Okay, They're not well, made of okay, money. Well, okay, so that okay, so they did reserve uh, show some reservation then. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> they didn't hand they, you a loaded gun. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't have slugs. The only thing they sold at Fye back then in Tennessee was birdshot, uh, and it's oh. really it's hard to do a lot of damage. It, it hurts. It hurts like Cal if you get shot with birdshot. Sure. Uh, and they're like, ah, what are they gonna do? What are they that's, gonna do? And nothing that's still bad. Fucking terrifying though. <laughs> What that's is? just crazy just oh just like that you got a shot how old were you when you got it oh I, they gave me the shotgun no questions asked at fye in the mall uh at 15 for oh buying a, a copy of mechanical uh, mechanical animals by Marilyn manson on the day it came out yeah it was i mean like the cd was only 15 dollars. it was like a 300 dollars sawed off shotgun <laughs> and like a 400 hundred dollar duster like it was like a really nice because you gotta have a full duster with a like the little oh, yeah. the, the belt loop inside so you can put the shoddy in there. Yeah, if you got, I mean, if you got a shotgun without a a, a, tr- a duster, then you're just like some guy faffing about. You don't know what you're doing. Like, what are you gonna yeah. do? You gonna, well, you put mean, it in your pocket. First off, people are gonna notice if you walk into a building with a shotgun. That's why you have the duster. I honestly think I just experienced dramatic culture shock of just learning that you got a shot off shotgun at 15 into the South by buying a Maryland. I just, I just had, I'd never Kevin, knew that Kevin, happened. Is, Kevin, I want to be very clear. There, this is not a bit. I 100% <laughs> got a shotgun at FYE and they gave me $900 worth of free pre-order goods for buying Marilyn Manson's mechanical <laughs> animals. Dude, that is, that's the stuff of legend. This is a 100% true story. Oh, wait, right. Nope. Nope. There was that. There was, there was inflection there. That makes me think you're pulling my, I don't know anymore. What, Kevin, what's unbelievable about me getting a free sawed off shotgun and a duster from FYE in 1998, years before Columbine. <laughs> <laughs> years before ICP made those well, kids shoot up that school. Obviously, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have given me a shotgun and a duster after Columbine. No, no, no. This that's true. We were, this is when America was just building our own trench coat mafia. You know what uh, I'm realizing? You know, I'm realizing is I was born in 1990, so I mostly know a post-Columbine world. So that is why it's blowing my mind. I feel like my favorite part of quarantine is that I can't tell if you can't tell that this is a bit. Or... I was, I've been. Ha- I've been... <laughs> <laughs> are, are you? Part... Are we? Do I need to clarify that? <laughs> no. Did I just get a? Sh- All right, I, Kevin. I'm going to come clean with you. I did not get a free shotgun I, from Fye. I will I did say not get that... a duster. I got a Glock nine millimeter. <laughs> I did not get the extended clip. I got an eight round clip. Here's I did thing. not get dum-dums. I got normal bullets and I had oh, to turn you them. Get, you didn't get hollow points? I had to make them my own hollow points. Hollow points they only gave out post Columbine, right? But I, I call them column I, points. Yeah, no, they they, they call them uh, quarterbacks because they <laughs> saved the day. Uh, <laughs> oh. So I want to be very clear. I, I did not get a shotgun. I was pulling your leg. I did no. get a nine millimeter pistol when I bought mechanical animals. <laughs> At Here's FYE the thing is, in Chattanooga, Tennessee's mall. Do, during all of that, I will say that I was 60% sure, 65% sure that you were doing a bit, but I was, especially when you started saying the prices of things, I was like, oh yeah, that's crazy. What the fuck? I, I kept but, trying to give you all the answers. No, was, you did, but also... I Detective. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here's the thing, though, is that, and this is uh, a great thing for us to, I mean, we could yell about this for another 20 minutes, which is sure. about the length of the segment, but I honestly can't tell the difference between satire and real life anymore. Uh, so ah. like when I was scrolling through my feed earlier, you know, reading news stories, like two thirds of American youth don't know about the Holocaust, but Kanye pissed on his Grammy. And I'm like, so like, and like, just, and then like everything that's happened with COVID and like, like sure. the actual fascism that's happening, like there is no satire anymore. So when you say a thing confidently like that, especially as someone who I look up to in comedy, I'm not going to immediately go, Oh, clearly uh, that's a bit. <laughs> I would also, I would also argue that like part of the problem is I have an incredibly trustworthy sounding voice yeah and i it's yeah that sucked it was it is, <laughs> oh man it is it's a fucking nightmare if you're gullible i i uh and, I, and i'm not nice about it. like i i've tried i try not to be a bully i really do because sure. i have i have uh i was trained in the church i was supposed to be a pastor and uh essentially what happened is um i got cool and uh but <laughs> you got woke yeah, I'm still. I woke up really, good. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I feel like I, I still am able to like bust into pastor voice, and I, it happens sometimes with uh, with my partner. I have to when I'm talking to her, I, I have to like sometimes stop and be like, I, I've been bullshitting you for like the last seven minutes. <laughs> Are we both aware that this is a joke? And then I, she's like, I hate you. And then we fight and then we make up and it's really a great love. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you get married too young. <laughs> you, fucking pedo- literally- you fucking pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> one, one year younger. It was terrible. One year, one month apart. QAnon. Suck my dick. Uh, Come at me, Q. <laughs> I'll have you know that we were the exact same age. <laughs> Anyone who's not exactly the same age as their partner is a fucking pedophile. <laughs> that's been a that's been a wild experience. People are like, if you're if you're 21 and you date someone who's 27, that's wrong. I'm like, you guys are gonna cancel all of your grandparents. Like, do you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like literally, marriage is marriage is not about love. Most places in the world, marriage is about upward economic mobility. And yeah. you mean to tell me that like you 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 know better than the world? Okay. Yeah, that's that's the thing is like that. What the most recent? We do know better than the world. I, I want people to know there's no one over the. If you are less, if you are more than six weeks apart, I don't believe that you should date. Yeah, I don't even think you should like hold hands. I don't think you should look at each other. I think actually you should use different water fountains. <laughs> I don't believe that you should date anyone that has a large age difference. I think you should smash immediately. <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, I think that. Well, I was actually going to go to a real thing that I believe. But <laughs> that, no, no, no. Get, Give me the uh, genuine. Give me the uh, straight dope. I'm nobody should, off my arm. Shoot it in. <laughs> nobody should be allowed to have kids for like 15 years. <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh, no. I, 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 okay. So that, this is a really interesting problem. There are 100% people who should not have children. How do you deal with it without eugenics? And oh, right. that is, so what I think you should do, because I don't think you should force, you should, no one should be sterilized. America. Yeah. Like I hate, yeah. listen up, hate ice. That. Listen up, I mean, ice. I hate, I have to be real careful right now because we're doing it. Uh, yeah. And fuck ice and everyone who works for ice. And if you work for ice, take a gun and shoot yourself with it. If but, you work for ice, thanks for listening this far into the podcast. <laughs> but fucking, oh my God. Dude, it's, it is, there are people who shouldn't have, and like what we do is we make it really, really, really difficult to adopt. We make it really, really, really difficult to like give a child up after the initial window, like after the initial fireman's window. Mm-hmm. You can like I know it sounds like a shit. You can drop a baby off at firehouses, right? Uh, 
which they should probably have a really nice slot for that. Just like padded little toys, uh, like so for the overnight <laughs> drop-off box. Yeah, you uh, hang out with there, the Dal- hang out with the Dalmatians. <laughs> there should be there should be an overnight drop-off box for kids of all ages, and those kids like and they should get healthcare. They should get me- mental health care, and like they should do it. But like there's but there only are people who don't work. Want... You have to put them to work on the engines immediately. No, I don't. I I I personally don't believe that uh, anyone who uh, came up through the American foster or adoption system should ever have to work. This is a one hundred percent. If you if you came up through the American foster system, you should get a stipend every year, like period. I don't. Yeah, I don't I probably get it. You should. I think that the the way that uh, we make the hoops that we make people jump through to adopt. Sorry, I'm 36, so I have a bunch of friends who are trying to adopt babies, and it's fucking hell. Oh, for <laughs> so sure. Like, no, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So the whole system, I'm just kind of like, it is. There, it's insane how many kids out there want parents, need parents, and how many well, people are willing to adopt like older children. And then the system like makes you jump through a bajillion hoops to get there. And the main hoop should be like, are you the devil? Just <laughs> yeah. do the devil to ch- ch- pass him a note the dark class. <laughs> yeah. that, are you Throw devil? holy yes, water? No. So you throw holy water on them, you run them through the dark web, and then you have uh, an assassin follow them for one year. And <laughs> you don't tell them what year. That's the secret. What you do is you get them all uh, in a, a, a database. You tell them you're doing a, a focus. You know, you get them all in like a, a focus group but where they will be, quote unquote, anonymous. You know, like so they, they could just be like, we actually want your general opinion. We don't tell them that it's about adoption whatsoever. They think they're helping out with a new kind of cheese or something. And then, <laughs> and then, and then you, just, you just say the words Black Lives Matter and then you let them go. And whatever their responses to that are, are, are indi- indicative they can adopt. I would actually be fine with that. <laughs> That's not bad, right? Like a big ruse. No. <laughs> You're just like, and, and good news, you get to nurture this child. <laughs> it's like that trigger uh, trigger warning episode with Killer Mike where, like, they're doing the stuff about the Crips and the Bloods and, like, but, like they don't realize that it's actually about the other thing. Uh, and they're getting people's, like, actual, like, anonymous feedback, like, instead of what the shit that they, you know, lie about when they're trying to present as respectable in public. <laughs> um, I was going to say you have a much uh, much more uh, complicated view on things. Mine is disgustingly fascistic, but mine is like, hey, no one ever is allowed to have kids until we adopt all the ones we got. <laughs> I would no, again I, uh, if there, if it was possible to do that without yeah, eugenics. Without, yes, exactly, exactly. That's, that's the, the problem, thing. The, they're, they're, I hate how often this happens. But the solution to a lot, like the easy solution, not the solution, the Uh, easy, the the first solution, the first good, nice solution, the first solution tends to be eugenics. And like, it's never the right answer unless you're talking about guinea pig populations or deer. Outside of that. That is true, except I have to have to fact check you a little bit. You should just be uh, keeping same sex couples together because they live longer when they have friends anyway. You don't have to. To, Are we talking uh, about guinea pigs? Oh yeah, absolutely. I hope so. Okay, you just gotta clarify that. <laughs> you really, you really need to clarify. That. You need, you need, you need, to, you need to keep, you need to keep all French people in same-sex couples that are the same age. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but no, 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 a hundred percent. Like, like, yeah, like that's all. It's the first like logic, like, like not logical, but like, yeah, that's the best way to do it. But it's also a fucking huge violation of human rights and it's a nightmare and it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, the, the only actual solution that you can do is, uh, to give every child $300,000 at birth and a, uh, bank account that is tied to their social security number mm. and then you don't tell them about it until they turn 18 and then no matter how fucked up you are no matter what you've experienced you turn 18 
you get $300,000, which is way more than it would cost the army to train you. I was, then, to, I was about to say, we don't have the money for that. We have to train I, you for the army. <laughs> I, what I want, I just want to do an experiment for five years where for five years we give every 18-year-old $300,000 and some of them will start a business. A lot of them will buy fancy Xboxes. Some yes. of them will yeah. become drug lords. I'm not here to judge. Sure. I just want to know what kind of economic bump we would get by taking our brightest and dumbest and giving them a shitload of money and just saying, get out there, camper. I mean, I mean, I mean, hundred percent like money is almost inherently meaningless anyway. Uh, so why not see what happens when we all have a bunch of it instead of nobody has any of it? <laughs> I, I just think it's ridiculous that rich people or like companies that fuck up constantly regularly are capable to be like, oh yeah, here's like a million dollars from the government. But like, Ted over here, who is quarterback all year, he's never gotten three hundred grand. Come on, give us, give us more. Do better, yeah. America. It's, Ted was the he was the quarterback. He was the guy that sold me my dum dums. <laughs> I, 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 the only like change I would make is maybe I would like base how much money you get based on like how popular you were in high school. Um, yeah, like I would, you so were, would you would be inverse? Would it be an inverse proportionate? One hundred percent. Every time you get pushed into a locker, you get five grand. Okay, because see if that had ha- – yeah, see, like, I was thinking that too. It was like that's how they could afford all these shotguns and trench coats for you. you. <laughs> well, you got to think about the hidden hand of the market, which is always under its trench coat. And um, <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, I think what you with do a, with is – With a lawed-off shotgun. Oh. The lawed-off shot. Oh, Christ. The, uh, uh, not the episode title. <laughs> so if a, if a kid gets like pushed into a locker every, every time $5,000, and then they come out, what, they, what do they learn from it? If you just bide your time – yeah, you'll get some money at the end. Yeah, you'll but go. Also, you'll be able to go do a startup while that guy gets like you know the uh, like a stimulus check comparable to the coronavirus one. You should when you graduate high school, and if you don't graduate high school, that's fine. But there's pageantry for those who do. If you graduate <laughs> high school, uh, you turn 18. If you don't graduate, you still get the money. But if you you graduated as you walk across, they give you your diploma, and then they read off what your check is for. And it would oh. be oh my, it would be Ooh. better than Judge Joe Brown. You would get the greatest cheers and woos. People would be shooting off those air horns and they'd be like, Marcus Jones, $450,000. He ate the most lockers this year. Like it would be incredible. (laughs) And then, okay, oh, here comes old Jared Henderson, star quarterback, called a lot of people queers and probably assaulted a girl at that party last week. Uh, (laughs) 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 $15,000. And then they slime him like Nickelodeon. (laughs) Yeah, but but here's the thing. That monster, he still gets 15 grand to start a business, which is exponentially better than going to college. It is nice to, it'll also humble him a little bit to be financially domed on graduation day. God, yeah. I just can also like imagine just, I mean, a lot of this is based on the fact that I base almost every idea I have on how it would work as a teen comedy. Oh, of but course. Can you, can you imagine the end of high school rager? On the night that every nerd got four hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> like, pretty tame. <laughs> be absolute. They would all buy fucking rifles and start shooting the quarter air gun, airsoft <laughs> rifles. <laughs> they would buy gas powered. All of them would buy gas powered air, airsoft rifles and start everyone, shooting at football players. Everyone thinks the joke's going to Project X. It is actually going back to the Boondock Saints. Um, <laughs> oh, no, also, oh, this if you is watch, at a Catholic school too, right? This if, is a Catholic if you school. watch Boondock Saints in high school, you lose four hundred thousand dollars. You gotta be very careful. <laughs> Wait, what if you watched it? Uh, and did and, and had an opinion on it then, but then you, your opinion changed as soon as you saw like a good movie. I feel like if you watched the Boondock Saints when it came out, you already lost. Uh, <laughs> that 
that was I loved that movie when it came out, and because uh, I was you know in eighth grade, and uh, it's fair, it's it's violent and it's profane, and as long as you don't pay attention to it, it's fine. And then uh, when I was like 23 for St. Patrick's Day, I got my friends over. And I was like, fuck yeah, man. We're all going to drink Guinness and watch Boondock Saints because fuck, I was a not cool 23-year-old. Fucking Irish, dude. And we all we all got shithouse drunk and we put the movie on and we all sat for an hour and a half coming to terms with the fact that we did not like the movie Boondock Saints. <laughs> it was well, like 15, I guess growing 15 people being like, this kind of sucks. What are we doing? <laughs> it's like, I guess we were just into the idea of like a vengeful God. <laughs> before. Yeah, well, I mean, we were, we were just into the idea of vengeance. We didn't oh, know 100%, yeah. what we were getting ourselves into. So, yeah. Cause like, it wasn't like, I wasn't like super into religion when I saw that movie, but I like had a similar thing where I was like, no, you know what? This is like cool religion. This is like what religion should be. It's like Irish guys blowing mafia heads up and shit. That's fucking that's fucking dope, dude. And then you Man. know, and then I and then and then I uh, thank God I didn't get my uh, <laughs> fucking knuckle tats. I was like, oh, I'm gonna get those tattoos or my those hand <laughs> tattoos when I'm turned 18. I was like, no, I, I grew up enough to get a Zelda tattoo instead, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, I wish you had Zelda knuckle tattoos. Oh my oh, god! Man. What can I? I mean, I could put Link on one and Navi on the other, <laughs> or li- or just listen! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Across both hands, <laughs> that would probably fit. <laughs> Speaking of it, it would probably fit. We are about to, uh, uh, ooh, I don't know, fit right into an hour here, probably perfectly timed. Uh, that was good. good. Great segue, right? Yeah, beautiful. Uh, obviously, this episode's coming out Friday, September eighteenth. Uh, uh, John, are you gonna ask me if I have anything to promote? You son of a bitch! No, I was just gonna say, uh, do okay. you, do, do, are you, are you, you do, cruel, cruel, you cruel. I was just wondering. I was wondering if you were gonna drop like like a twelve paragraph fucking like deconstruction of mental health and capitalism on Facebook in the next. No, few I days. did. I did that on Monday. Uh, <laughs> I've I've gotten 300 messages from boomers telling me to kill myself. So it's not, it's only like five or six, but uh, each one, each one lets me like know that I made someone's Lipitor extra thick that day. Wow. Uh, That's exciting. You know what I do when I see somebody (laughs) talking about like how they have had suicidal ideation, but will not kill themselves because they believe in like their friends and their family that my, my, my gut reaction is to go tell that person to die. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I'm a normal person on Facebook who shares things about pedophiles that aren't real. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was just going to say, if people want to follow you on social media, oh, you know, talk, you're yeah, no, I was sorry. I was just, I'm, I'm still no, triggered by the idea that there might be a thing is, to do. Plugging um, is plugging has become a futile part of this podcast <laughs> where we just, we end up just riffing over the idea of plugs. Uh, I am uh, you can find me on Twitter at bond, John bond. You can find me on Instagram at uh, John Michael's Mistakes. And uh, on the weekends, you can find me at the mother's house being your new father. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, I, uh, fucking I, Duncan I, on the libs. Oh, man. I've been in this really weird place where I constantly just want to like riff as a drunken Sean Penn. And uh, <laughs> it, and I don't I don't know anything about Sean Penn other than he was really mean to Madonna and he's overwrought in uh, Mystic River. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it, it it makes me so happy to just be like oh, I'm Sean Penn, which is not even a good Sean Penn accent. It's not even. It sounds like a bad Bill Burr impression, quite frankly. But I, I can't stop doing it. I'm Sean Penn. These fucking bank accounts. Oh, my, oh the my, lovely uh, Nia. 
my my wife was on her period this week, and I just kept going into the bathroom and pointing at the the trash can and being like, "That's my daughter in there." It's great. <laughs> I'm gonna save it for the podcast. <laughs> Hold on, oh. honey. Hold on. No, don't throw that away. I'm trying to build up a bit here. <laughs> <laughs> Life begins at conception, sweetheart. <laughs> Oh, God. As for me, everybody, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash bleak and review to find, uh, I don't know, it might be out by now. It might be out this weekend. The next episode of my new show, Two and, uh, One and a Half Men with Hollis Black. Ooh. We're going to be doing a deep dive on horrorcore hip hop. Uh, we'll be talking about Necro, Brother Lynch Hung, Jedi nice. Mind Tricks, uh, some weird SoundCloud stuff. Are you going to do Mr. Hyde? Mr. Hyde is in the mix. Uh, I wasn't I, familiar. I want a Barn of the Naked. Uh, can I do the Barn of the Naked Dead episode? Uh, oh, no. I mean, we're just doing a, a whole episode on horrorcore hip hop. Oh, in general. I thought it was yeah. a whole podcast about horrorcore hip hop. No, no. We may do a round two at some point Damn. because we got into a lot of it. Because, like, once I realized uh, what I was getting myself into, I'm like, oh, wait, I got to talk about Insane Clown Posse and I got to talk about, like, the Ghetto Boys. And, yeah, how like, do you do this in one show. episode? It might be a two parter. <laughs> I really, okay. I feel like you were. I feel like you're being either overly you're, – you're, you're not giving yourself enough credit for how much you're going to want to do more episodes or you're, you're putting your pinky into a very deep pool and you don't know, you don't know if you're going to fall in and, and drown. It'll probably be. I think. I think. Uh, I think it'll be. A, I mean, at this point, you know, the, the, all I have recorded is my cover of a Jedi Mind Trick song that's going to play at the end. So it's I'm be great. so excited for this podcast. <laughs> uh, so yeah, people can check that out. That'll be out soon. Uh, Patreon.com/slash Bleak and Review. Other than that, hey, rate, review, subscribe, whatever. At KB Anderson, yo, and all the things. We have a good time. Uh, John Michael Bond, thank you so much for being here, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, Kevin. It's really it's, always just a pleasure to hear your voice. It's been too long, and now that Killer Mike's never going to be a thing again uh i we should hang out in other regards yeah <laughs> that is wait did uh, other door close no i'm just done <laughs> oh wait you, you mean to tell me after the most traumatic experience in a generation you're not going to go back to an open <laughs> after that i've been running for four years previously <laughs> i refuse to believe it <laughs> uh, yes uh stay safe everybody have a good time and uh, john michael tell everyone said goodbye hey bye everybody